0: In Southeast AgNet's Ag in review for the week ending June 26th, after action by the Senate this week, Trade Promotion Authority has been sent to the president for his signature, and many agricultural groups praise the action. But on another issue, there are groups taking part in a lawsuit against the Environmental Protection Agency concerning waters of the U.S. National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Colin Woodall says they are one of those groups.
1: You know, this is truly a die on our sword or fall on our sword type of issue. We cannot allow this to be put in place. It would be devastating to all of us in agriculture, but especially in the cattle business. So not only are we going to continue to push our friends in Congress to act as quickly as possible, but we are going to be a part of a lawsuit against EPA, trying to show that they have gone far beyond their jurisdiction, and more than likely, just given the case history of this particular issue, we could very well wind up in the Supreme court and we're prepared to do that. And as Woodall said, NCBA continues to push Congress to move on this issue soon. We have bipartisan support in both the House and the Senate in looking at the concerns with the waters United States rule and ultimately understanding that this is going to have a major impact on all land users but especially on those of us in agriculture. In fact, we just got some more feedback this past weekend that it's determination of EPA that any stock tank or pond that runs around in a flooding-type event would be considered a water the United States. Some of the very concerns that we've had all along that the administrator has told us we didn't need to worry about are coming true, and I think that's helped us get the support in Congress.
0: And he encourages individual cattle producers and landowners to get involved.
1: Right now, you just need to reach out to your members of the Senate, both of your U.S. senators, and tell them that they have to take up the bill to send the WOTUS rule, the Waters United States rule, back to EPA. Because we really are up against the clock right now on trying to get Congress to act before full implementation of this rule is realized by all of us on the producer side.
0: Now, in other news, FFA students not only across the southeast but across the nation continue to be involved in more and more areas. As a matter of fact, Josh Bledsoe, chief operating officer of the National FFA Organization, says this is why they recently updated their strategic plan to help with the growth of FFA.
2: I think we've taken a very strategic look to focus back on our mission and our vision. Uh, when you think about those two components of what we do, of premier leadership, personal growth, and career success, that provides one bank when you look at our vision of why we even exist is to grow leaders, build communities, and strengthen agriculture. And when you put that mission and vision together the how of how we deliver that is what we continue to update and make relevant for our students. It's really what FFA is known for, but as long as we're centered around mission and vision, and we work toward that, I think you'll see a strong future for FFA. We've just released our strategic plan for 16 through 20, how we tell our story, engage our students, and support our advisors, and around those three areas, we hope to see lots of movement toward achieving that vision.
0: Bledsoe recently gave the welcoming address at the Alabama State FFA Convention, where he encouraged members to go all out in their- FFA experience.
2: I think the heart of the organization is at the local level, and FFA members have such a great opportunity. The theme is wonderful because I think it challenges each of us individually to look within our own talents and strengths to see what we can do to really empower uh, each other and to how we can make our community stronger, how we can make agriculture stronger. The young people in FFA are the future of agriculture, and I hope this really challenges them to seek out a bright future in the more than 300 careers in ag.
0: And he says membership in the National FFA organization
2: continues to grow. We are anticipating another record year in membership. Last year was our highest FFA membership year ever. We've got our national convention that's coming up in October. Last year, again, was a record attendance in Louisville, and we're looking forward to coming back to Louisville for one last year in October.
0: Tyron Spimmer reports on how some feel earlier estimates of this year's peanut acres may
3: need to be readjusted just a bit. At the recent USA Peanut Congress, Chris Balkum, peanut specialist for Alabama, at Auburn University, told the attendees that the leaders in the industry, the peanut specialists, had dropped their estimated peanut acreage from 20% increase to 15% or a total of 1,584,000 acres. That's 15% above last year. He said that Scott Mumford in Georgia reported that their acreage is going to be between 730 to 750,000 acres. Some may have not gotten planted because of the late dry weather. 85% of the variety planted is the georgia 06g the season started off hot he said with temperatures in the 70s for the first of april then it turned off wet and cool slowing down the planting he said thrips pressure has been severe most of may with moisture and seed quality leading in some poor stands uh, in late may and early june major concern he said was will the increase in acreage cause farmers not to rotate and will the drought in august repeat itself like last year Falcom said about Alabama, they are estimating about 200,000 acres, mostly Georgia o 06G with several high leg varieties. His major concern is delayed planting due to a wet April and intense May rains. He said plantings are getting finished, but the late crop with some stand issues and the third year of the late thrip fights has brought on some heavy pressure. He said we need a good rain in August and September to have a respectable yield to match up with these low prices. David Wright in Florida said their estimated acres would be about 200,000 acres, mostly Georgia 06G, wet weather in April, and the Palmer Amareth weeds are a problem. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast Agnet.
0: Kathy Isom lets us know what the recent cases of avian influenza or bird flu could mean for shoppers when it comes to paying for this year's Thanksgiving turkey.
4: Thanksgiving is still five months away, and while it may be too early to think about what we might be paying for that turkey this year, this year has so far turned out to be anything but normal, with bird flu hitting some big turkey-growing facilities, resulting in the loss of some 8 million turkeys. That could bring production down and prices up, at least in wholesale, but not by as much as you might think about six cents a pound. USDA's livestock analyst Jill Shagum says consumers have three things going for them this year. Yes, turkey output will be down by 7% in the second half of this year.
1: But in the first quarter of 2015, production was actually 7% higher.
4: Producers were gearing up to boost production even before the bird flu hit. Also, Shagum says stocks of frozen turkeys at the end of April were very large compared to April a year ago. So turkeys may only cost a few pennies more per pound this year than last year. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast Agnet. And to wrap up
0: this week's podcast, Ever Grinder talked about specialty crops.
5: USDA recently set aside a rather hefty sum of money to support specialty crops. I'm talking about millions of dollars. I read this short article that I had access to, but I'm not sure it had enough information to clear my mind about what is a specialty crop. Is it something that some farmers are trying to get started to most of us, sweet corn is a specialty crop. It doesn't need a start. There are several specialty apples, and here's one I just heard about Carolina Golden Rice. Is that a specialty crop? Only a small crop is grown to eat. Farmers are growing a new variety of cotton this year. Is that a specialty crop? I don't guess a lot of people care, but when it comes to spending multi millions of dollars on specialty crops. I think they could have been a little more specific. And that's ag View for today. Everett Greiner, Southeast Agnet.
0: You can hear those reports and more from this past week on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.